0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this, and welcome to the only sports broadcast with brain, brains and bar, excuse me, and home of uh, you know Kansas City. Um, like a white thing, I'm your host A1. Um, you can follow us on all uh, streaming platforms Google Podcasts, um, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Google, wherever oh, your, need your, your favorite I podcast app you can find.
1: Um, You can also check
0: us out on YouTube um, by searching Brains and Bars and checking out most episodes of bits of black and white Thing. And you can also follow us on IG, Twitter, and Facebook, all by searching Brains and Bars. Um, I am one-third of the dynamic duo. And as you can see, I'm A1. You can call me Carlos or call me Dan. I'm joined today by my, uh, my homie, my ace, A-War. What's, What's up, y'all, man? Appreciate y'all tuning in. Once again, I am A-War, man. Go to imaward.com. That's my website. All the social media hyperlinks are there. You can find battles, music, merch, all the good stuff. All the all the most reasons that you love me. And the reasons that you don't love me, you can find them in your heart. Um, but no, it is good to be here. And it's good to be at this bar that I'm at because the snow outside is really given me more of a downer than yesterday's Super Bowl did. So um that's it. It's my pick-me-up cool and uh and carbonated beverages tonight. Man, it is I'm glad to have you back after you made you know your world tour of all media <laughs> platforms and outlets, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you Holly Ward has returned home back to his home platform. So good to have you. Shout out to the homie Loso. Um Loso Everything for merch music. Um, in battles, and speaking of battles, going down, Loso versus Vixen on uh, two Saturday on caffeine. Shout out to the homie; he is fine-tuning his material for Vixen. Who? Congratulations, Vixen just announced the first ever Woman of the Year, put on by Jay Black and the good people at Champions. So. Shout out to Victor. You see, there's a third person on the screen. Um, He is King of the Dot. Um, He is Tampa Bay Bucks fan. He is basking in the uh, the glow of a Super Bowl championship for his favorite team. He is real deal. Real deal. What's going on with you, man?
1: Hey, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, Yeah, man. Thank you. Like I said, all all my social medias. Real deal raps, pretty much across the board. you know, so yeah, no, I appreciate it, fam. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a it was an easier wake up today.
0: I'll say that. <laughs> Definitely, All man. Right, no so if out, you're man. new to the show, welcome. We appreciate you. Um New to the show, we appreciate you for stopping by. But if you are a normal listener or viewer to the show, um, you know we start each episode with what I learned this week. And um, as Award alluded to, I had something else I learned, but I, my drive home is forcing me to switch up uh, what I've learned for this week because the drive home, I left my job at 5.30, I didn't get home till 6.15-ish, right, 45-minute drive. I don't live that far from my house. Listen, man, if you're going to be driving in cold weather, in snowy weather, icy conditions. I need you to drive defensively. I need you to drive safely. But if you're going to drive scared, please stay off the road, fam. I almost got stuck <laughs> because people are creeping up the hill. Like, fam, if, no, you cannot creep, attack the hill, attack the hill. You go up and slow. You're going to get stuck, which means I'm going to get stuck. And twice, Almost three times I had to get over to avoid being stuck in the snow and not recording this podcast tonight. So that's what I learned. this week. <laughs> Mayor Lucas, I'm listening. But please declare a state of emergency. Shut down the city. Let us work from home until this cold spell is over because I can't afford to be stuck in the snow. And nobody else can. But yo, that's what I learned this week. <laughs> uh, you can hit us up with what you <laughs> week by going to Facebook, Twitter, and IG, search your Brains and Bars, and letting us know what you learned. Um, war we're going to turn it over to you, my man. What are you looking forward to today? Yo, what I'm looking forward to this week, man, I'll tell you this much. I'm not looking forward to Valentine's Day. I think Valentine's Day is the most overrated holiday in America during the year. Valentine's Day is just so... So trash. Like there's no absolute reason why flowers should cost 10 times more this week than they did last week or, or chocolate or whatever it may be. Yo, shout out to my wife. I love you. But Valentine's Day is what I'm not looking forward to. What else I'm not looking forward to? Is all these postponed basketball games because of COVID contact tracing, it's really irritating my soul. Right when I'm getting excited about the next Tennessee basketball game, Florida's got somebody who knows somebody who cuts somebody's hair, who's girlfriends with a cousin of somebody who might have it, and now we can't play basketball anymore. That's what I'm not looking forward to either. And what else I'm not looking forward to is the whole can the Bucks repeat next year? Blah 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 blah. All that kind. so, so, um. I-, I switched it up and told you what I was not looking. I'm looking forward to not looking forward to all three of those things. I hear you. I hear you. It's a, it's a rough. It's a rough. Listen, I mean, cheese fans. I'm here for you. You, to- you know what I'm saying? Allow this to be your therapy session. If you need to vent, jump in the comment section. We're he- I'm here for you. I'm a show. Ch- I'm going to be that shoulder to cry on that I've been all these other years while I live here. And when my team takes yours last year I get that meme sent to me every week of the 49ers celebrating. But guess what? I'm not gonna be evil. I'm not gonna be hard hearted. I'm gonna show love to y'all or y'all wouldn't show love to me. But anyway, since they were referenced the Super Bowl, let's go ahead and jump in this into this uh into this Super Bowl recap, man. So I want to ask you real deal. So you are a Bucks fan. Mm-hmm. How did you come to be a Bucks fan?
1: So you know I, I grew, lived Pittsburgh my whole life grew up in Pittsburgh which is obviously ridiculously Steeler country, but what happened was when I was young, I was the youngest of four, and my pops was just always working. Like he was always having to work odd jobs and whatnot, so he wasn't even up on foot. He didn't care, you know. I remember when I asked him when I was like eighteen, I'm like, Dad, what was it like when the Steelers was in the Super Bowl? He was like, I don't know, and I'm like, What do you mean? You was here, you know? Joe Green, Franco Harris. He's like, He's like friends of yours or something. I'm like, Dad, you. He's like, son, you're telling you're. I-, I need, I got bills to pay. You're telling me about people that are throwing footballs around and stuff. I said, like, okay, bet. I mean, even when I played high school football, you know what I mean. I played O line. He'd be like, why didn't they give you the ball? I don't, I didn't get that. And I'm like, all right, never mind, Dad. It's gonna take too long to explain. So that being said, when I was young, we 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 kind of all had the freedoms to like whoever. So my middle brother liked the Broncos when they had Elway. My oldest brother was a Niners fan, diehard Niners fan. So that football game had come out, that Joe Montana Sports Talk football. I don't know if you remember that.
0: Yep, yeah.
1: And uh, so fun. The uh, Joe Montana Chief is on there, right? And I, I would be smoking my brother every – because I would just sit and play the game all day. I think the two default teams were like Dallas and San Francisco. I'd be smoking them with Dallas. So one day I was like, man, pick the worst team on this game, and I'm going to beat you with them. And he picked uh, this orange creamsicle team, you know what I mean? And I was like – Who's this? And uh, I, I smoked them because obviously it wasn't about how good they were. It's just I played it, so I knew what to do. So I I would just, just to be annoying, I picked them every time, and I started to like them. You know what I mean? I didn't realize they was as trash as they were at first.
0: Okay, very hilarious.
1: Yeah, and they were. I'm talking. This is right before they drafted Dilfer. So this is (laughs) they were bad, and then I, I, I didn't get this. They didn't even Pittsburgh TVs wouldn't even have them on until like like bonus coverage on Fox I'd be like, we'll take you to the fourth quarter of the Buccaneers game or something. And I, I finally, the first game I watched was 95 when the Lions smoked them on Christmas Eve. I was like, Ooh, this is a bad team. Like this, this is not good. Like, so yeah, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a long time with more downs than ups, but
0: you know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's the definition of a diehard right there. I mean, you've Man. seen four bad years and good years. So,
1: Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen some forgettable years, bro, like where I bet like 90 percent of the football team
0: was out the NFL within three years after that year. Like, you know, that's crazy. All right. So I'm going to ask you this because Loso, in his absence, he's been giving me grief. I I said that. So back when Brady first signed, we had an episode Um a Ward was not very uh excited about Brady getting going to the Bucks. I said this was going to be his Jordan with the Wizards moment. Now, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel in some aspects I was right. I feel in some aspects I was wrong. But I'm going to ask you, how do you how would you have assessed Brady's play overall? Like don't take don't factor in the championship part mm-hmm. of it, but just his play from beginning to end. He was incredible, man. I mean through 40 touchdowns to
1: like 12 picks. You know what I'm saying? He Now, obviously, he had weapons everywhere. Um, we know he can't move to save his life. You know what I mean? But just the way he managed the game, like, all of their numbers were down. Godwin, Evans, Gronks, obviously. And that's because with Brady, there's no, oh, I got to get you these catches. I got to get So, like, just his managing of the game, he only had, like, he had a bad game against New Orleans early in the year. And I want to say he had another bad game. Maybe, maybe the Chiefs, I think his game wasn't too hot. Um, but overall, man, you know, 40 touchdowns to 12 picks. He ran a couple touchdowns, completed 60 some percent of his, 65 percent of his passes. Um, it, it, it was different because as a Bucs fan, I'm used to watching Jameis Winston. So it's it's even when he's rolling, you're like, oh, man, when is he going to make that one head scratching? And even stuff that Brady would do that didn't look good, like, you know, chuck the ball up, Right. I wasn't even that mad at but like, he wouldn't take sacks in bad predicament. You know what I mean? He throws so I, I you know, I've watched Brady for years. This was I mean, this is like a turn back the clock year, man. It really was different, man. You know what I mean? Like I said, forty touches to twelve picks. Even against the Chiefs, I didn't think he was like it wasn't the craziest performance I've ever seen. But just knowing that you don't have to, you know what I mean, that you can dump it off and and uh, so yeah, he, I, I thought he played crazy, man. And I, I, I agree. I was kind of a skeptic when they got him in first two, until they got Gronk, and then I said, okay, now he's got that security blanket because I didn't trust him to get the ball downfield to Mike Evans and went on. But I was wrong, man. I was dead wrong myself, man. All,
0: all right, Warren. So how would you assess uh, Brady's play throughout the year? Yeah, man. I mean, I you know I think we talked about before the season. I said they're a fringe playoff team. I said that the set, you know, because because there was gonna be seven teams that I saw the Buccaneers jumping in at seven i I said that um I don't remember exactly why but when I kind of went down the list of NFC teams there were teams I think that I thought would over you know perform a little bit better um during the year I um I thought he did well I thought he did well but I mean I he didn't he didn't put fear in me from a Brady standpoint you know for for I didn't have that that feeling that Brady was like, Get him the ball in the fourth quarter, and it's still a wrap, you know, or something like that. I didn't, I didn't have that feeling. I saw the stat last night. that said after the Chiefs game, I think they went nine and zero or seven and zero or something like that after that Chiefs loss or whatever. And they showed his his stats and stuff like that. And I don't know if it was me just not paying much attention to it or whatnot, but I mean, I can't deny that even in the playoffs, I I was I was still I spec uh, I still speculated that you know, I mean, yeah, he played against uh this team and they just didn't do very, you know um but man I I don't know all he did was just complete a lot of passes throw for a lot of touchdowns throw for a lot of yards even even though he looked normal um sometimes I think that's just a testament to the GOAT status level that we put him on you know and it's just like um and I think I have to kind of put it in that perspective and say like yeah I might be overly critical because of how um clutch and amazing he's always been um so you know, I think I think obviously they, I mean, they won the freaking Super Bowl. I would have never thought that, and I, I would have, I would have bet and did bet. You know that, that they were they would not beat the Chiefs and that they would not beat the Packers and that they would not be. You know, what I mean, and that's all they did was do that. Um, I do think um, that him having his weapons, I think that Todd Bowles is a freaking genius. Um, I, don't, I don't say genius, but I think Todd Bowles is probably not going to get as much credit as he should. For that win, um, because we always are going to—it's a quarterback-driven league. Quarterbacks—the reason we won the Super Bowl, you know—but Todd Bowles is the NFL MVP to me. So, or the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, if
1: you could, if you can give an MVP to an entire defense as opposed yeah. to one player, the defense overshadowed Tom Brady's play by far. Yeah, by far. I mean they had like twenty quarterback hits or or ten quarterback hits and however many pressures. I mean that was. Yeah. It really showed you the impact, though, that a starting offensive lineman can have. Yeah. And the drop
0: off, man. Wow. Yo, does Eric Fisher come back next year and ask for an extension and go ahead and get a man? But <laughs> <Listen, laughs> their man. interior
1: line was bad too, though. Like Vita Vea was getting that push, and Dominic and Sue was getting that push straight up field. Um, I really think. So much is going to go on Mahomes, but I really think he needed someone else to make a play, and they didn't, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He got, so, they didn't.
0: Listen, I have – so if you listen to the show, you know I've had some takes that have been controversial. My takes some momentum. My takes on backup QBs. But one of the things I've always said, when building a team, after you find your quarterback, you got to build your offensive and defensive line because if you can't if you can't protect the quarterback, I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter. we you have saw David that Carr. Fight.
1: Yeah, you'll, you'll send David Carr back
0: there and just get him killed. Yeah. Right. I mean, so you got to be able to protect them. And so last week's show, when I gave my prediction, I said all week long that I had the Patriots. I'm sorry, Patriots. Wow. I had the Bucs winning this game because I just was too concerned about the offensive line. Mike Remmers was okay at right tackle, but when they moved him to left, I'm like, man, this is not going to end well. You got a guard playing left tackle. And if you go and if you see any of the clips where they're just showing the all twenty, Feet on quick enough. Yeah, as a guard, your feet on quick enough. It, it, he, him against uh, Shaq Barrett was, it was, un. there's a play where like they where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire runs for about 10 yards. And on the snap of the ball, Shaq Barrett meet, almost meets him. And Clyde puts on a great move, shakes him. He's able to gain the 10 yards. It was a great Yeah, yeah, it was a great a steal game. of Andrew Wiley, and he's like this. Like, he's <laughs> going forward to try to reach for him, and he misses, and he's just bent over because he completely missed the block. Like,
1: I, I thought, though, I was surprised their interior line, though, man. there was a play. Dominic and Sue just pushed the, the guard back ended, like, having to have Mahomes scramble out. They said he ran for, like, 500 yards around in figure eights. Again, <laughs> I, I think I think that the, the – what, what I look at at that game, I look at momentum is a huge thing. Um, and I believe the Kelsey drop that could have extended was huge. Tyreek Hill, now, I don't know if it hit someone else's hands first or it hit his – No, that hit him right in the face.
0: Man. Daryl Williams has kind of hit him in the face, too. Yeah. Man. I mean, To me, there are five defining plays, at least from the Chiefs' perspective, right? Um, you have Tyreek Hill dropping that pass in the end zone. You have the Kelsey drop, which would have kept the drive alive. You have the holding call on Shavarius Ward, which was not holding. Um, you I do not think it was either on the interception, yeah. right? Yeah, the interception, right. So that stops that drive right before half where they end up getting the touchdown. You have the, um, the play on Matthew, right, where that ends up being pass interference, and that puts the mm-hmm. ball at one, and they score right before half again. And Andy Reid taking the timeout. Um, I didn't think he should have taken the timeout. You wanted to let that – like, at this point, your offense has not been very successful. Like, at this yeah. point, get off the field. Let's regroup and try to make some adjustments. Giving Brady that timeout, then what? They were supposed to keep the field goal. Then the offsides happens drive continues and then they end up getting the touchdown and, and and i didn't so there's a there's a very pro chiefs group chat i'm in not the one with me and you War. there's another one and i hit up the homie dre because dre's in that chat and i said that was ball game like when they went up 21 six i said this that's it like they're not gonna be able to come back and so now, as as, as, as
1: to be as unbiased as i can um the, the 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 flags were, were, were odd to say the least like i also the pass interference deep downfield to mike evans looks like incidental looks like feet getting tripped up yeah. um the hold was also sketchy the calling uh honey badger for for taunting when and not brady is outlandish you know yeah. what i'm saying um so those were and those were huge moments so the final score is 31-9 but at the time it's not 31-9 when these things are happening Right. Um, I didn't hate the timeout call because you have such a prolific – like, they kept highlighting how Mahomes, you're never out of the game, right? Like, it's difference between coming back. Like, Mahomes is just so good, and I just think it was that they had a strategy and he needed people to step up, even defensively. Yeah. And that didn't – I mean, even the one sack what that she got you? was, you know, I, I just did not think they, – they left people wide open – you know what I mean for for dump offs.
0: It was the prop bet sack, right? Because it the, wasn't the prop bet what happens first—a sack or a touchdown? The yep. sack on Brady happened first. Yep.
1: And uh, yeah, and yeah so, I mean it was it, it was a momentum. So like I, I was expecting just as a Bucks fan, like haven't seen this story so many times. Um, the t- I felt good at the, what happened when they Chiefs got the ball and drove down and wasn't able to score a touchdown, and then the Bucks immediately scored. Yeah. I said, man, this is looking – Start the you know. second half, yeah. But I, I I, think the the strategy, like you said with Bulls, to just not let Tyreek Hill beat you and depend on your line – because they got fast linebackers. No one can cover Kelsey, right? But their linebackers did the probably best
0: – I mean, he yeah. had
1: over 100, but he had some garbage time yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody else needed to step up. and Kel- I mean, Kelsey and Hill had – huge drops bro like and didn't make up for it on anything else you know what i mean i thought
0: thought the chiefs choosing not to use like the run in the first half was actually something that i questioned as well um i think they came out and ran seven straight pass plays to start the game um and i just thought like obviously with a with an offensive line that's that's not gonna pass protect or struggling there like you like you have to keep those linebackers on their toes and be able to use some play action and stuff. And I think the chiefs were kind of just too prideful and said, no, this is the way we win. We spread it out. We throw passes. We can dink and dunk and we can beat you. And it's like, no, they come out first play the second half. Edwards Hilaire takes a 23 yard run, you know, and it's the longest play from scrimmage from the, for the chiefs so far. And then still did kind of abandon it again and tried to just, you know and I'm like, man, like let's, let's iron out two or three first downs on four yard carries, four yard carries, fourth and two, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Like, I thought them choosing not to do that was, was kind of questionable to me, especially with Edward Solaire being healthy finally. And, um, and I thought that, you know, he did, you know, he did well running the ball. I think he had eight for like 70 yards there early in the third quarter. Yeah, I just don't know how sustainable it was, though, right? Because I, like, I feel like in some of those instances, the Bucks were in a pass, like they were thinking pass, right? And it's just one of those where you scheme it up just right and you're able to, to make things happen. But I think, like like I highlighted the play with Edwards-Hilaire, like, bro, that that was not going to work long term. Like, I don't think there was anything that was going to happen. So you talked about the pressure on Mahomes. At halftime, 57% of his dropbacks, he was under pressure. To, yeah. For the, the totality of the game, 51% of the time, when he go, drops back the pass, he's under pressure. Like, wonder why we didn't see a screen. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. To try to take
1: some pressure away, like to take advantage of that overly aggressive, especially somebody like Shaq Baird or something. But that's yeah. what yeah.
0: i said. saying. That's they have to. So like Todd Bowles is known as being a, a, a very aggressive D coordinator, right? He likes to send the house. He likes to blitz a lot. He only blitz 11% of the time. Basically, by the end of the first quarter, start of the second, they figured out they didn't need to do that to get mm-hmm. pressure. So right. if you're talking about, like you said, Levante, David, and, and White are two of the fastest linebackers in the game so if they don't have to send pressure to get to you and they can leave four even if you try to run the screen right yeah. they're going to be, be busting in trying to break breaking through those gaps just to, to sniff out the play like there was a play where like they hartman was hit on the check down immediately and you see a cornerback and a linebacker meeting him two yards after he catches the pass like that
1: also when you brought up the, the flag situations and whatnot I wonder why they didn't measure that fourth and five offside because it could have been a five-yard but not a first down, right? Yeah. They didn't even measure that. They didn't even – they was just like – and, and yep. for Tampa Bay, obviously they coached a great game, but I was puzzled why you don't give Fortnette the ball on fourth and one. You give it to Jones. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it could have – that could have – that could have been the the the, the a, a time-turning thing right there. Um, I'm going to tell you who's getting off the hook, and they shouldn't, is the terrible Chiefs tackling against the run. was Their tackling was abysmal. They had, yeah. like, people ba- like Fortnette bouncing off, like, you know what I mean? You got to wrap up. Man. That's fundamental football, man. Like That was um, the most
0: disturbing thing for me was just the uncharacteristic play, the uncharacteristic penalties, just a lot of stuff that we have not been known to do all season. You know what I mean? And then now it's just kind of like the drops and everything. It's like, that's why I refuse to be one of those fans. It's like the refs were in your back pocket because the Chiefs did absolutely nothing to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like It's not like that they were trying and just getting yeah. the, the short end of the stick. They literally, in all facets of the game, lost coaching, special team. You yeah. know what I mean? In all facets of the game, they lost. And so it's like, you know, I feel for the Packers when they're playing a close game with the Bucks, and you get that call at the end, and they're like, you know. But I also said, "Yo, the Packers it was a grab
1: though. I mean, he, he grabbed yeah. him. You know what I mean, whether yeah. the flag was late, early, yeah. he grabbed. Like he definitely yeah. grabbed. Yeah, now, you hate to see a game decided like that. You, you like yeah, to see I'm as a football like fan, it. Rogers get a chance to. But bro, that's yeah. why. That's what made the Packers' decision so questionable to not go for the touchdown. So. With the Chiefs situation, I know the, the the one they called pass interference was an uncatchable ball in the end zone. I mean, but it's still illegal contact. He's still yeah. stopping Mike Evans from even getting across, um, the field. Yeah. So I, I, I I'm on board with what you're saying. Like I I do think it was the, de- there definitely there was some ticky tack, like for yeah. them to be, you know what I mean, against the Chiefs. But however, there were opportunities for people yep. to make plays. And Mahomes just literally – his his stats are going to look bad. He got the two picks. Him throwing while falling down a perfect pass through to Tyreek Hill, you have to catch that. Travis yeah. Kelsey, you have to catch that. Yeah. You have to move the sticks. You have to give them something. You don't do that. And then their defense doesn't stop the rush the last, like, however many, like, you know what I mean, just gets
0: five Three yards a pop, you know. It, and up. I- and I think they were demoralized. I think at that point they were just—I think it, they knew it was over. They knew they weren't, weren't going to be able to come back. And I, like, so I'll say this about Mahomes, and I—I I, I tweeted this out earlier. Like we have given far too much country. And look, I love Stephen A. Smith, but his ridiculous tweet about "Ha ha, I told you, Mahomes. He's he—he'll never be the goat. He can't throw him open. He can't do this." It's like, bro, come on, fam. like you have to be—you have to be better than that. Like we have far too much country to people to just say foolish things mm-hmm. because, like you said, Mahomes' numbers were not good. But if you look at the drop, look at how he was running for his life. Look at the drop passes. Like he should have been absolutely. sacked seven times. Easy for someone so who got
1: sacked three times. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like, why like,
1: were they let the, the corner come clean, bro? And he somehow gets away. 90% of quarterbacks don't get away from a clean corner, like a cornerback coming at you clean because you're not yeah. quick enough to, you know what I mean? So, and, uh,
0: and so yeah, yeah. Like
1: he needed other people. And they said, I saw this, to get to your point, Ward, I, saw, I read an article that said the Chiefs actually were the fourth most penalized team. It's just Mahomes bailed them out or whatever, you know what I mean? So you didn't know that, that they were actually often penalized. Because it doesn't matter. They have Mahomes, right? Yeah. So I think that I'm I'm glad you brought up momentum because I think that's what that is. It was definitely a game where obviously the final score, it looks bad, but there were, again, the NFL to me is a parallel league. That's why the Chiefs got so much slack for not blowing out these Falcons teams and whoever, and it's like, yo, these are paid athletes too trying to win with incentives and scouts and coaches. So I I think that game – you know, there were some, yeah, some some major, major twists. And overall, the Chiefs definitely didn't didn't do Mahomes any
0: favors. Uh-huh. All right. So let me. So obviously, you know, this is new champ. Uh, I'll, I'll say this about the Chiefs. And I want to ask a question about Tampa Bay going into next season. Right. So. I want to, Kansas City fans, I understand y'all a little bit bummed, y'all a little bit down, but please take the time to appreciate the run that the Chiefs have been on over the past two seasons, and and if you want to even talk about since Mahomes became the starter, Mm -hmm. you made it to three AFC Championship games, two Super Bowls back-to-back, you won one of them, Um, I know people, I know Tony Romo said that there's no way that Mahomes could ever pass Brady, and I'll ask you guys if you think that's true as well in a second, but He's in four seasons, he's been to two Super Bowls, right? So that's 20 seasons has been in 10 Super Bowls. So right now he's on pace, at least in terms of appearances. I don't know if he'll mm-hmm. make it to 10. I don't know if he'll win seven of them, but he's got a good start. Um, and so just trust me, as a Niners fan, I understand this feeling. It sucks. It, it's not good. But please take the time to appreciate what you have. And the, and relish in the fact that you will likely be there again next year as long as you have Mahomes and as long as they keep talent, especially on that offensive side of the ball, but as long as they keep talent on both sides of the ball, you'll be back there again. So I want to ask you guys, Romo made the statement of there's no way he can catch Braden, right? There's no way he's going to be able to get the accolades, at least in terms of AFC title games and appearances. So I ask y'all, mm-hmm. what do y'all think about that? Do you think that since now that he's lost, is Romo right? Can he catch Brady all, all time?
1: It's so early. I, it's so early. And, and, and again, I, I even go back. I give him credit for getting to the AFC chip that quickly. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's been So he's been in the league, you know, and he's been to the AFC chip, and then two Super Bowls, and the numbers he's putting up don't even make sense, bro. Like, they're like video game numbers. Um, and I think he's in a space – Kind of like Brady, where Brady's division was never that strong. I the the AFC West has not scared me at all. You know what I mean? The, the Chargers, yeah, they, that you know their 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 quarterback situation seems sewn up. The Raiders are, are just a mess, man. It just fell completely apart. And The Broncos look terrible. You know what I mean? So the Chiefs should, for the foreseeable year or two, do what Brady was doing. I mean, they should have a chip in a chair every year, as long as and Mahomes doesn't play. He's he can run and move. But he's not reckless. You don't watch him like Josh Allen. You watch him and be like, man, how long can you play like that? Yeah. You know. So I I, yeah. I think. Um, but the biggest thing will be when his physical skills do start to deteriorate. Can he? Because I already think he's a high IQ player and everything like that. But can he do like Brady? Can he just stand back, losing that ability to create and make stuff happen? So that that'll be what what affects the longevity aspect, right?
0: Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I feel like players don't stay around as much as they did back in the days. And I could be wrong with that. But, like, I think that, like, we live in a day and age of free agency and going and getting your bag and this, that, and the third. And I, I wonder if consistency at the highest level is um, replicable, re- able to be uh, repeated, I guess, in a sense as it was back in 2003, 2004, like the dynasty type years of the Patriots. Um, that's what kind of, I, I kind of wonder. Um, I think that he'll stay a chief. Um, I think that he'll have opportunities, but like uh, Romo said, 6-2 was a lot better than 7-1. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it just really was. 6-2 was, was a lot better. And I think, that we're not realizing that next year Tom Brady could literally be back in the Super Bowl winning another Super Bowl again like I, I i he very well could be. Vegas has them at a second right now in the odds to win it next year, you know. Um so it's not like Brady's retired and it's now, you know, all Mahomes. Um and i think that i think the AFC is getting better. I think Josh Allen in the Bills, Baker Mayfield in the Browns, I think, you know, you got LaMarcus Jackson in the Ravens, you've got um Derrick Henry and the Titans you've got some teams that are gonna be tough to beat every year in the playoffs um yeah. whereas I think you're looking at Breeze and Rogers these guys are not gonna be playing too much longer you know like there's on the NFC side there's some there's some more questions of, but um yeah I don't know I mean, I, like you said like Riddle said it's too early to know but it's definitely I mean it's the it's a tall feat because Brady is literally the, the the greatest. I'm not gonna call him athlete because he's obviously not the greatest athlete like Bo Jackson or whatever. But he's like,
1: yeah. I think people are getting that question confused though. When they, when they first said it, I didn't think, oh, they mean the box jump, bench press, forty yard. He's one of the worst athletes, actually. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but so I, I mean, I, I think athletically, he's probably the worst quarterback athletically in the NFL. Maybe like maybe one of the worst on pay like. Yeah. But like, as far as what he's accomplished for his yeah, teams,
0: yeah, man, I was upset, man. I wanted Peyton to stay yeah. the only person to win Super Bowls with two different teams, man. I was, I was,
1: I was upset. I do like Peyton Manning a lot. I was a huge Peyton Manning fan.
0: <laughs> so let me ask y'all this: Do you think that we could see a rematch next year? Yeah, assuming, assuming health, right? Assuming health. Yeah, there's no reason why not. I mean. I'll tell you what, I, 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 I'm I, going to text Gerald McCoy after this and say, bro, go join the Bucks, man. <laughs> like, I wish they could just send him a ring for this year because that dude was literally the best player on the worst team. The so truth. Years. I'm the like, truth. like, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, yo, I don't know who you're. Come, come to KC or join the Bucks next year, man. I want to see you get your just do. <laughs> Well, you know what's interesting. Speaking of uh, teams hunting for rings, I believe it was Allen Robinson. I saw a tweet today that he wanted to get a ring. So yeah. I know there's been I know there's been rumors and talk of uh, Matthew Stafford getting texts from players who said they wanted to come to LA to come chase a ring. Maybe you start to see kind of like that NBA thing where guys go ring hunting and they maybe take a little bit less money to go join up with a contender. Um, yeah. So. I want to ask this last question, at least as regards to Tampa Bay. So I'm looking at their 2021 schedule right now. Um, they play the NFC East and the mm-hmm. AFC East. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Obviously, they have their division. And then they got the Bears. Uh, let's see, anybody else? The Bears and the Rams as kind of their, their like opponents that they've been kind of scheduled to play based on um, where they, fi- I think, I think it's either schedule or where they finish. I can't remember how the algorithm works with the with the league. So again, you got they're playing two two times in the NFC South. You have them taking on AFC East, NFC East. What do you think their record could be? I said based on what I'm looking at in front of me, um, I thought at best twelve and four, at worst ten and six
1: for next year's schedule. So it, it, it's funny you touch on you you, you touched briefly on that the Super Team stuff, right? Because I remember when the Bucks first won the Super Bowl in 03, so it's been a while. But it, it does feel a little odd that they got all these pieces over there. You know, it was very odd to have all these eyes on Tampa Bay, and, you know, they get then Gronk comes, and they get Antonio Brown, they get Leonard Fournette, and it, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. I'm a Hoops fan, too, so when I watch it in the Hoops, I hate it. Because right? you're a Spurs fan. I hate it, right? So I would, I would, so I'm, I'm more excited for like Levante David, you know what I'm saying? And you, like JPP, even though he's only a couple of years in on Tampa Bay, it's good to see Dom Sue winning. Yo, been-
0: yo, when JPP batted that ball down like this, I said, the Lord is on their side. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's a monster bro jp you gotta wonder how they and so those players that they got that people thought were kind of done or on their way out jpp Dominic, and Sue. so those are great uh shaq barrett they got for for nothing he gets 19 and a half seconds and they get the franchise tag them i look at that schedule man if they keep the same intact team i don't i mean i don't see why they can't win 14 games man I, i'm dead serious the afc east the Bills after the Bills, man, and because because Josh Allen is somebody that can give him some fits. Yeah. The Jets, the the Dolphins, and the uh, come on the-, the
0: Patriots. Is he going to Foxborough?
1: Oh, oh man, that's- that Patriots team looked pretty yes. bad. Yes. They they
0: that game is Foxborough? at New England. The game is
1: at New England. And, and and so the and again the Bear, but the Bears beat the Bucks this year. True. I don't foresee that happening again. Uh, the Rams could be that other one. I think the Saints are going to be on a downhill slide for sure. Um, Atlanta is just – they just find ways to lose games. They always play Tampa tough, but with Brady, it's a different Tampa team. You know what I mean? It's yeah. different. So I don't I, – really 14's a lot, but I, I let me say 13 and three. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. I, I don't think – like I don't agree with your downside. I don't think 10 and six. I don't think that's going to happen. I I would definitely say – Um, 12 and four is about where I would put them. Um, and that's just because I I'm pretty sure like in the, in the, um, NFC South, they're going to split with the saints and they're possibly going to split with one other team. They shouldn't, they shouldn't split with the Falcons or the, or the Panthers. Um, and depending on the health of Dak Prescott and what they do with the Cowboys, the Cowboys are getting a lot better defensively. I think that that Cowboys game could be a tough game for them. Um, I'm not sold on the Eagles, the Redskins, or the Giants. Uh, I'm not sold on um, the the Dolphins, the Jets, or the uh, or the Patriots. So I'm looking at, you know, a possible loss to the Bills, possible loss to the Cowboys, maybe splitting in the division and looking at, like, four four losses, something like that. Um it's football, though. Like, I mean, we all we know that it's like, like, like Dale said. I don't see them losing to the Bears again. You know that. How did they lose to the Bears this year? So next year we might be scratching our head and say, like, how did they lose to the, you know, to the Rams or how did they lose to the, you know, the, the Giants or something like that? It still is. You know,
1: when you look at them good. on paper this year, like most of the teams they beat, aside from Green Bay, weren't good. Like they beat yeah. some terrible teams. They beat the Lions, the Vikings. Uh, just just some not good teams, man. Like yeah. so I mean, but it it's a different feel with Brady, man. I, it's it really you, you don't when you watch it and you're not a Brady fan or a pay like I, I, I hated the Patriots. I, I don't I didn't like Brady. So I'm watching it like, man, I can't stand this, but whatever. But you don't get to feel that your team's never out of it. You don't get to be like see him work for your team. It's crazy, man. It's it's really
0: yeah. I do find it funny, uh uh, I say funny, but you know we talked about the super team thing, and literally every touchdown came from two for Grant, one for AB, and one mm-hmm. for Fournette. All four, every touchdown in the Super Bowl came from somebody that was not on their team last year,
1: and, and and they're on paper so good that like even if Jones is your starting running back, he was like third in the league before he got hurt. Yeah. Even if you don't have a B, like Scotty Miller's a serviceable third receiver. He got wheels. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, like you know what I'm saying. So even if you, if Gronk, you don't have him. If you have a healthy OJ Howard, although he's he's been looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane a lot, but like, <laughs> dud, bro. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it was weird, bro. I'm not gonna lie. It was weird to have, you know, because you watch it in hoops and it happens to predictable teams like the Lakers. You watch it in baseball, like all oh, the Yankees are loading up. Like you're not surprised. So when it happens to your team, like in Tampa, I'm like, Tom Brady wants to come to Tampa Bay. Like what? And you know what I mean. So and Antonio Brown, like bro, he had 42 catches. He came like nine games into the season. You know what I mean? He just, yeah. if, if you ever watched him run a route, it's not even fair, man. Yeah. So, but I was surprised because. When I watched the Bucs and Chiefs play earlier in the year, Chiefs beat the break. I know it was like a three-point game, but at no point did I say the Chiefs was going to like. It just was like they they jumped all over them and then was just having fun down in Tampa. Like so, I, I was surprised. I feel, but like, man, I, though,
0: I feel like Todd Balls is like, you know what? Let me see. Uh, let me see your hand in the first half. And then uh I'm gonna see you again later on this year. And I'm gonna, you know, like the Chiefs maybe could have been a little bit more vanilla or something. I know in college football it's all about being vanilla against the terrible opponents and then surprising your, your but in the NFL, you know, I don't know if they do too much of that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So actually, I actually do have one last question, and this is based off of something that I saw real deal tweet today. Um, so I'm gonna ask you guys what you think about this. Deal, you tweeted out earlier. Better Bucks team. The O2 team or the 20 team? Mm. So
1: better on paper, I would say this new Bucks team. If we're saying if they play each other, it's tough because I think that O2 team gets to Brady. I mm. don't think the Bucks offensive line is strong enough to keep Rice and Warren Sapp at bay. Like You know what I mean? And they were strong in the secondary behind them. So if I look on – like this, the Buccaneers team right now is so good because these players aren't putting up numbers like Gronk and AB and Evans and Godwin. They're not putting their usual numbers up only because there's too many plates to go around, not because they're all washed. You know what I mean? Mike Evans could put up – you know what I mean? But it's like Godwin got to get them. So all their numbers took these dips, which – led people to believe like, oh, they're not the same player. Gronk is still moving down. You know what I mean? He's still a monster. It's just you just have so many other weapons. Um, I think, and I was I was looking and, and, and paying attention to it today, I think the 2020 team on paper is better. But, again, the 2020 team has had 11 regular season wins. Uh, I want to say eight or nine of them were against losing teams or teams that did make the playoffs. You know, they got Washington football in the first round, who was out without their starting quarterback. Now, beating in succession Breeze Rodgers and Mahomes is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess the, the 2020 team, man, I, I I think so. If they played, that would be interesting for the reason I said. I mean, everyone knows you get to Brady, that's when you change things. And uh, the, the Chiefs' pass rush was outside the one sack was abysmal, man. It were nowhere around. I, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I hate to say it, but I think the 2020 team. What? What you think?
0: Two words: John Gruden, the freaking goat. That's <laughs> all you go. <laughs> John Gruden's definitely out coaching Bruce Arians. Come on. <laughs> no, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, I think that, uh, I think that I'll have to go with this. Uh, this this uh this 2020 team, and it might just be because I'm able to watch them as an adult a little bit better rather than the 17 year old I was when I watched um Brad Johnson and his incredible you know self. Um, by the way, Brad Johnson's um, younger brother is the quarter no no not younger brother son is the quarterback for LSU right? Yep yep upset he, he led, led it upset over Florida. Yeah, seen Brad that- Johnson recently,
1: bro? No. He could barely get around, man. Them NFL hits took a toll on him, bro.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah
1: oh. bro. Because he took oh. a beating at quarterback, bro. I mean, he couldn't yeah. run, and he played for a long time, man. Yeah. Uh, so
0: what I would say is 2020, I think this defense is better than – I think what it comes down to is the defense of 2020 for the Bucks is better than the offense of the O2 Buccaneers. Hmm. Man, that's Interesting. I would say the strength said, of the O2 Buccaneers was the defense, right, right. and the strength of this Buccaneers team is the offense. So I would go to the latter, and I would I would say that I think that linebackers being fast, Todd Bowles coaching, um, and you know Shaq Barrett and uh, and Vita Vay and Dama Sue, all these guys, Jason Pierre Paul, I, I, I'm taking them over. Was it? I'm guessing it was Warwick Dunn and Mike Alstott and. No, nah, it, was, it, was,
1: it was Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman all Scott,
0: yeah.
1: Keyshawn, cool. Keenan McCardell, Keenan McCardell, and, uh, Joe Jervis. Joe Jervis, was Jervis, the Jervis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow, and they, they had a good offensive line too. I think they had like Randall McDaniel at the time, and, and they had a good offensive line. Um, so,
0: man. I don't know, so i say that I think it's going to be a, a defensive slugfest, and I might edge the O2 team because I think just like Real Deal mentioned, you're talking about all Michael Pittman, strong physical runners. Um, you got big. I mean, kind of, it's kind of eerie how they to, uh, correlate a little bit. You got big body wide receivers, Joe drew Vicious, uh, Keyshawn, right? Keenan McCardell. And you're looking at this 20 bucks team where you got um, Mike Evans, right? And Chris Goblin, who are kind of these big body receivers. Gronk is a big physical tight end. So I might edge this uh, O2 team. They got more hall of famers. Granted, who knows what's going to happen with JPP, and I don't know if Indominus Sue gets in, but man, that's a—you're talking about a defensive monster in O2 on that side of the ball, and so I just think both quarterbacks are going to go down multiple times because they can't—they're immobile; they're not going to be able to escape and evade any rushing rushes. So, man, I think I'm the edge O2. I'm the edge O2. I like it. I like it. Man, y'all let us know what y'all think. Hit us up on Facebook, YouTube, or – I'm sorry, Facebook, IG, or Twitter. Let y'all, let us know what you think about this topic. Better Bucks team, 2002 or 2020. Um, you know, we're, anything else y'all want to say about the Super Bowl before we uh, get ready to close the show out? No, man, I, I
1: just – I think that I, there is a good chance of this being a, a rematch kind of thing, man. I, I really can't see – it depends on what the offseason happens, but I – the Chiefs really took it to Buffalo, man. They really showed the Bills about levels, man. And and again, I, I as being in Pittsburgh, I can see the Steelers. It's 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 a different. It's not the same Steeler kind
0: of feel. It's a weird. I think like Ben is done, man. I think Ben is done. I mean, it's over. I don't know. I I'd say see how the first
1: four to six games go because Ben had a good statistical season. Now, obviously they they start running the same kind of plays to, to, to not have them throw downfield. But you have them throw 68 times against the Browns, man. I mean, that's you know, four picks is gonna happen. 68 times yeah. is, is absurd, bro. So yeah. we'll see. But I I think this could be a rematch, man, next year for sure.
0: All right, cool, cool. So before we close the show, I I want to um kind of give real deal the floor. Um it's been about, it's been over a year, right, since your mm-hmm. father um passed away um, due to complications after surgery um, at a hospital, correct? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you started your campaign, um, Justice for Charlie. You're seeking to sue the hospital. Um, I know it's Mercy is in the name somewhere, right? Am I, am I getting it Mercy's
1: right? the hospital, and it's, and it's under UPMC.
0: That's the big okay. medical, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. sir. So he's been uh, seeking to find someone to take the case so that he can um, go after the hospital for negligence. And so I just want to kind of give you the floor to share um, where where you are on that journey and what's it looking like going ahead. So, you know,
1: I'm, I definitely that, that's a main thing is to get somebody to take the case. But I also would like to get some of these laws changed or looked at. Right. So um, medical malpractice or medical error being the third leading cause of death in the United States is crazy. And when you look at it, the statute of limitations, is two years, bro. So two years after two years, you can't sue. But for receiving stolen property, it's five years. That's wild to me. That's wild. Right. So you get a stolen Samsung, they can come see you four and a half years down the line. But if a medical error kills your mom or your sister or your loved one. You got two years. Another thing that I think needs reexamined and looked at is you need, let's say, because these lawyers aren't taking my case, right? Let's say I wanted to just say, I'll put the money up, I'm gonna go represent myself. You can't even do that without getting another doctor to write what's called a certificate of merit, which means they think, they looked at your medical records and they think you have a case. And in many times you have to pay them thousands of dollars to look at your stuff, right? And then you can imagine how often doctors go against other doctors. It's like a a fraternity. You know what I mean? If you wanted to sue me as a teacher, you don't need another teacher. You know what I'm saying? You could just put your case and go forward. You could represent yourself against me. But doctors are so overly protected. And people, the common person, doesn't have any resources. You got to find everything out as you go along and you're on on a two-year clock. You got to grieve. Bury your loved one or do whatever, you know, and the the way the lawyers work, man, is, you know, if and once they start finding out you've reached out to other lawyers, they'll be like, oh, what they say? And I'm like, well, they said X, Y, Z. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I think, too. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead, you know, and, and the fact the way that they determine what a loved one is worth. There's like a formula like they take. Let's say your, 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 your mom or your dad is OK to go. They're 65, you know. They, uh, they were retired, that they didn't have a pension, so what is it really worth? How could you put numbers on that? How do you do that? How can you put a number on that? Mm-hmm. So I think the whole thing, you know, obviously I'm going to keep pushing past the two years. I have somebody reviewing my medical records now that has definitely said there's some odd things about it. You know, but they want to they want to let the rest of the team see it and blah, blah, blah. But the whole time is time is ticking. So right. it's been a year and seven months. I got five more months. So mm. during a pandemic, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I had another doctor was looking at the records and got covid. Dang. So, so yeah, it's been 18, uh, 18 different law firms. And then, like, since this, the, the laws in, are different in certain states, You know, if you reach out, I can't just reach out to California or wherever, you know, and some uh, lawyers don't want to go against such a powerful thing as UPMC. Like UPMC literally stopped Pittsburgh from going under when the steel mills crashed. Our hospitals we supposedly have some of the best hospitals. At The end of the day, man, it's not about dragging doctors in the dirt or anything. It's about accountability. It's about responsibility. My father died from a procedure he ended up not needing. They opened him up for no reason. You know what I mean? First they thought he had this leak, then they didn't, then they, they x-rayed, then they opened him up, then they close him up, and they gave him an infection. And then they did nothing for nine days while this infection went to work. And then by the time that they, they decided, oh well this is this is what it is, or XYZ, it was too late. And this and it was not pretty, man, in the least. So I and I can't tell you how many messages I get from people. Yo, my grandfather had some. My, my, this happened to my uncle, my aunt. I'm not saying we should just blow open the floodgates and sue everybody, but accountability and responsibility, man. Somehow, if, if your son or your daughter goes to my school and gets hurt on my watch, you understand? I have, I it's accountability. Teachers, they they give they put us on leave before anything. We don't even get to. They're like go on leave until we can figure this out. I just don't get it, man. I think the, the thing needs under a microscope, man. When the numbers are that 250,000, between 250,000 and 440,000 a year, people, you know what I mean, lose their lives to medical error. That's a lot of people, man. Wow.
0: It so, is. It is. So you also dropped the album titled Justice for Charlie. Where can the people get that album?
1: So, yeah, the album, the song was Justice for Charlie. The album is just called Charlie. Oh my apologies, my apologies. No, 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 no. You're good, man. And it's on all streaming digital platforms. I got physical copies of it. Um, like I said, the album was dedicated, and named to my dad. Every track on the album is something that my dad would say. Um, and then, you know, I've been putting out the hoodies and the shirts and stuff. And again it ain't that's it's not like making i'm not making the the shirts are going for 20 bucks the hoodies for 40. it's not like i'm making crazy money or anything the hope is that somebody sees it and it's like my dad was such a unique looking character and whatever somebody look at it and be like oh what's that about and then you educate somebody else and just have people think because we're not equipped we just have so much blind faith in the doctors we don't ask questions we don't know what questions to ask and when when there's a loved one whose life is on the line just because this person has a degree or whatever, man, listen, you should know some questions that you should ask some things you should be aware of. You know what I mean? I'd have never thought about medical malpractice before my the situation, with my pops, you know, and now I, when you peel back the layers, man, it it gets interesting to say the least. Man. Definitely. That's
0: right, yeah. what's up. So, yo, deal. I appreciate you coming on. This will not be the last time. Uh, we definitely want to have you on to talk more sports uh more topics um you know I, I didn't get a chance to do it this time but i definitely want to talk about getting a little bit of battle rap um and just talk about your career and your time with KLTB and just get into a whole bunch of interesting stories i know you got a lot of interesting stories you can share so i thank you for coming on. i appreciate you
1: oh <laughs> well, um, man i appreciate you
0: fight. bro <laughs> <laughs> yo so please remember you can catch every episode of it's a black and white thing by going to the podcast app of your choice. Um, Please rate review and subscribe. The more you do so, the more the podcast is seen. Also, this episode will be up on YouTube. Please go to the uh, platform there, search brands and bars for everything. Um, You'll be able to rate, review, subscribe. And again, the more you do that, like this video, the more you do that, the more people see it. Um, Ward, I appreciate you. I know you about to go play some pool. Be Before safe, I go, I would be remiss not to mention Real Deal's favorite sport. Some big news happened this last couple weeks. Candace Parker has announced that she is leaving the Los Angeles <laughs> Sparks to play for the hometown Chicago Spy. Sky. You know, I know I, I, I'd be remiss not to mention the W. Man,
1: what am I gonna do with this Candace Parker jersey, man? <laughs> hey, shout out
0: to Candace Parker, man. <laughs> me, <laughs> 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 nah, you know, man. I'm going to go here and play some pools and snowstorm. So I don't know if the team forfeited or what. There weren't a lot of people in there. So we'll see. Yep. Yep. So I am com for all things AWARD battle, merch, music, Loso, everything Loso.com. Same thing. Vixen versus Loso goes down on caffeine this weekend. Uh, good luck to him in that endeavor. Um, until next time, it's been a black and white. Thing, man. We'll holler at y'all. Y'all be easy. Be stay safe out there.